A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 24, beginning with verse 36. Jesus is speaking. But about that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together. One will be taken and the one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Word of God for us. The people of God. Thanks be to God. You may remember from last week that Jesus told a story about the temple being torn down and He said that this would all happen when He was about to return. He told all these things about the Son of Man coming back to prepare for it as if it was worth waiting on, right? Didn't it sound that way? It sounds that way here today. It's worth waiting on. But Jesus knew something about human beings is that waiting is hard. Am I right? Any of you like waiting on anything ever? I don't even like waiting on the microwave now. It used to take 30 minutes to eat, get a pizza out of the, of, out of the refrigerator. You know them little Totino's party pizzas? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all ain't living. <laughs> get that thing out, put it in the oven, and wait 35 minutes on it to cook with it on 500 instead of 400, which took 45 minutes, right? Now you put that thing in the microwave and eat it in 30 seconds. But yet, we're not any better at waiting. Because sometimes what happens to when we wait is we fall asleep to what we're waiting for. It's easy to fall asleep. I'm glad Jerry's here today. I'm going to tell a story about Jerry. Not me. That's my daddy. I was awake. I was on the front row in the acolyte garb. I had to stay awake. But my dad could not stay awake in church. One time he fell asleep and my mom pinched him and my dad yelled out, Damn it, Carol! <laughs> in church. <laughs> Not a good way to keep your husband awake in church, right? Well, my dad got to feeling kind of bad about it, so one day on the way out he apologized to Jerry. He said, Jerry, I'm sorry I can't stay awake. And Jerry said, Bo, it's okay. I just figured you know everything's in good hands. Isn't that about right? Keeping awake is hard. So Jesus tells us, man, stay awake, church. The church has been preaching the coming of Christ, that Christ will come again, that the kingdom of God will be recreated on earth, that all things will be made new, there will be a new heaven and a new earth, that the kingdom of God will come down to us, not that we go to heaven, but heaven comes to us. And the church has been raging and preaching this for years and years and years and years, almost 2,000 of them. Since 33 A.D., we've been shouting that message, the Lord is coming. And people might start to ask, well, where is He? And it would be easy for us to fall asleep and forget what our job is. Our job is to proclaim the good news that the King is coming. Soon and very soon, we will see the King. 
is our word. But it's hard to stay awake. There are ways to stay awake. Like this poor little cat that watched a horror movie. You ever stayed up and watched a scary movie and then heard the door creak somewhere in your house? You know how that cat feels. Some people use fear to keep people awake. So they talk about the coming of Jesus as if it's something that the world and the, and the church should be totally and utterly afraid of. As if we should shudder at the thinking of Jesus coming back because Jesus is going to come back and condemn all the heretics. And you're all heretics, people say. But what does the Word tell us? The Word tells us that He came not to condemn, but to save. There's something better than fear to keep people awake. There's something better than fear to keep the church awake. And it's simply love. To be filled with and radiate the love of God toward God and toward our neighbors. To love God and love others with our whole heart will keep the church from falling asleep and forgetting who it is or who she is. I don't know, gender thing's weird now, isn't it? But there it is. John Wesley got to talking about the means of grace one time. He told the church, you can stay awake by doing these things. You can keep alert. You can stay awake to the coming of your Lord by doing this, by praying. Have you ever noticed on days when you actually pray, you feel closer to Christ? Have you ever noticed on those days when you actually pray for someone other than yourself, you feel like loving someone else just might be possible? And then he said, search the Scriptures. And what he meant by that is just sit down and read the book. Look for stuff in it that might apply to your life. Compare one passage to another. Go into it a little bit deeper than just what the pastor reads on Sunday. And he told the people to partake in the Lord's Supper, which we will do in just about two and a half minutes. He said, this meal will keep you awake because in it, God gives us grace for the journey. God gives us the grace we need to be excited about serving Christ and about the return of Christ that we look for here in this season of Advent. He said to fast. I'm not real good at fasting. I've done it a couple times. Men's club I was last a part of did fasting every Friday for a while. We, we skipped lunch and whatever we normally paid for lunch, we gave at our meeting and we bought a man's medication for about a year and a half doing that. It was a pretty cool fast. Most of the time I just like to eat. I fast from things I don't like. I gave up jogging. <laughs> Christian conversation, he said, will keep you awake. He was talking about conferencing and that's normally how you'll hear it. But what he's saying is that when two Christians get together and talk about Jesus in ways that are inspiring and hopeful, or when you talk to your neighbor about what Christ is doing in your life, if you are a new Christian, when you talk to people who know you before you were a Christian and they realize the light that's in you now, it will keep you awake to the possibility that there's something dynamic happening in the church that matters. And he said to do acts of mercy for your neighbor. You know that whole one, you know that random act of kindness thing? Y'all heard that? It goes around the internet every time, every year this time. Christians invented that. That's ours. Doing random acts of kindness is how we honor Christ. I want to name them for you one more time. Pray. 
Read your Bible. Interact with it. Take this meal as often as you can. Fast. In some way, give something up that matters to you as a way of showing your conviction and your dedication to Christ. Have conversations that are centered in your faith in Jesus and who Jesus is. And do good things for your neighbors, not expecting anything in return. And in dear ones, you won't have to resort to being afraid to stay awake. You can just keep awake. Because you will be excited about serving Christ. Hold on to Jesus' words. Stay awake, church. We have much to do. Amen.